Hello everyone and welcome back to Lady Chat. Today's topic is social media and mental health, where there are going to be some sensitive topics that we are going to be talking about. If this is something that you don't want to listen to, then I suggest just turn it off and wait for the next episode to come out because we have loads of really interesting topics coming up. And so what am I going to be talking about today? Uh, it includes facts and figures all about the impact of social media and what impact is it currently having on our mental health, whether that is good or bad, because there are both types out there at the minute. Um, um, I also will be having a guest speaker who will be talking about their personal journey through their mental health linked to social media and I will also be having an expert opinion talk about the topic in much more detail. So jumping straight into it, mental health has become something more widely spoken about in society currently and people are a lot more comfortable talking about their mental health publicly and also privately with their friends and family etc. So there are many concerns but also benefits to using social media and how it can affect your mental health. So I just wanted to start with parental concerns with social media. Um, so this is obviously how to socialise safely online with 47 of three to ten year olds using a mobile phone nowadays um I really feel like it's so important that parents or guardians are following their movements and just keeping on top of the controls that are available for children with mobile phones. I feel like in current society, there are so many things that they shouldn't be seeing on social media. Even when I see certain things, I look and I'm like, oh my God, imagine if my eight-year-old cousin saw something like this. And for me, it's just really concerning. And I feel like there's certain content and apps that they shouldn't have access to um but yeah that's just my personal opinion and I feel like people do have different opinions on this however I feel like children need to have a childhood and seeing this adult content it's sort of taking that away from them and it brings them into like a older category like you think that some children nowadays are older than they actually are and I feel as though this is actually a bit of a problem um and on the topic of obviously affecting their mental health, it goes back to the types of content that they're seeing. And this could really affect them on how they feel or what they're posting, trolls online, and them just basically children getting abused online or talking to strangers. And there's this massive thing recently with obviously having older people trying to talk to these younger children inappropriately. And I feel like that's something that could really, really affect a child's mental health in the future. So I just wanted to move on also to cyberbullying and trolling. And currently in society, um, it's really, really difficult to try and tackle online abuse because it can just be replicated with new profiles and people just, they can get shut down, but then they can just make a new one. And it's like, how do we tackle this? There's, it's very, very difficult with technology. When it's in person, in schools um, or in a workplace, any situation really can be tackled because you know who they are. However, online, I feel as though it's really dangerous because you don't actually know who this person is and why they're attacking you in certain ways. Um, so in this day and age, I think it's really important that you're always checking on people because it can literally happen to any individual. And with the important topic of mental health, I feel as though just checking on your friends or checking on your family members just to see if they're okay. And 
if they are having any online abuse or any social media abuse, um, just being there for them and maybe trying to give them some advice on how to... There's so much about it online now on how to just avoid feeling a certain way about it and how you can just completely block that out of your social media or try and block it out with like restrictions etc etc I also wanted to talk about a 2018 British study which tied social media usage um, to decreased disrupted delayed sleep which is associated with depression and memory loss and poor academic performance. So when was the last time that you just sat down and read a book before bed? Because it is not that common anymore. And I can even say myself that I genuinely don't remember the last time I even thought to do it. And I find myself constantly sitting there at night, just sat on my phone, flicking through Instagram, flicking through Facebook, reading stories on Twitter. And then I think to myself, is this the most productive thing I could be doing at this time? And is it really affecting my ability to sleep? And then I think of how long it takes me to actually get to sleep at night. And for most people, I think it's around 30 minutes. Um, for my partner, he tends to just switch off completely and just go straight to sleep. He does have really, really long days. But also so do I. But I find myself when I've had one of those university days where it's mainly just using my brain like all day, I just find it really hard to just switch off and just go to sleep. And I think that's really common for people nowadays because of the amount of time that you're actually spending on your devices. And I think it's really becoming an addiction. And this is where I wanted to move on to the risks for awards. So basically I was doing a little bit of research online and I found this really interesting website where it basically just goes over how social media has a reinforcing nature. It basically uses it to activate the brain, the brain's reward centre by releasing dopamine. So that's that feel good chemical, which comes from also like the food you eat, you know, when they say like eating chocolate, having sex, those type of feelings. And that's designed to be an addictive type of use but it's also associated with anxiety and depression. So those links between them both are really quite dangerous and damaging, and I don't think that it's spoken about enough. So also, according to Pew Research Centre, 69% of adults and 81% of teens use social media. So I think that's increased a lot over the past couple of years as Instagram and Twitter have really taken over, especially ahead of Facebook. Don't get me wrong, a lot of people still use Facebook. However, I feel like for even like marketing and things like that, Instagram is used massively and also coming up behind maybe Twitter as well, just used for those connections and links between people. And even though social media may not be making you feel your best, you will always go back to it. I have those days where I'm not feeling very good about myself and I don't feel like I probably should be looking at these things and reading these stories, especially about like celebrities and influencers. And I still go back to it because it's got that addictive type of feeling. Like I need to go on my phone. I haven't been on my phone in a while. I need to go and check it. And you constantly going back is, I think personally, for that sense of belonging in your 
social circle, um, also known as FOMO, the fear of missing out. So you don't want to be missing out on things that your friends are doing, invitations, like messages from your friends, also like group chats, you don't want to be missing that information in the group when it's already gone, all types of things like that. And I think it's really important, though, to just put your phone down sometimes and maybe just pick up a book or do a bit of writing or just speak to someone like actually face to face. I think these are things that we just aren't talking about enough in the sense of mental health, because whenever we talk about addiction in other senses, such as alcohol or drug usage, it's always in a negative sense. However, I don't feel like the addiction to social media is actually being spoken about in a negative sense at all. I feel as though people say using social media a lot is connecting you with your friends, connecting you with people around the world internationally. And it's always like, don't get me wrong, they are the benefits. They are benefits to social media and being in an interconnected world. However, I feel like the negative impacts also need to be spoken about because it is classed as an addiction for some people and addictions are not always healthy. On the topic of mental health and well-being, I was speaking to a spiritual well-being coach the other day called Amber Perry, and she just really opened up my eyes to a new way to help your mental health and also your physical health. And our interview together just included quite a lot of information about herself, what she does, how she can be effective and how it will benefit people's lives. And spiritual coaching, it's not a new thing, but I feel like people are really coming around to it. So if you could just have a listen to this part, I think it could be really helpful to you and you might be able to take something away from it. Hi Zal, so I thought I would send you over the questions in order so it makes things easier for you to make the cuts wherever necessary. But yeah, I'll just go straight into it. Um, number one, to be honest, spiritual coaching definitely wasn't something that I was born into. In school, I was definitely influenced to go down a more conventional path, but I started to realise when I went through my A-levels that I wanted to do something so much more than what I, like what I had been taught. So when I delved deeper into myself spiritually, I realised that I love to help people and I'm so passionate about spirituality. So it was only about a year ago when I realised that I could use that to my advantage and bring my passion for spirituality and helping other people as a way to make a living. As a spiritual and wellness coach, I help people step into new levels of understanding by living and thriving through their purpose. So in essence, I show up as a leader for my clients through love, compassion and truth. We all go through like bad times in life. And to be honest, I've been through my fair share of my own and I've always wished that I had someone to push me in the right direction and maybe realign me with myself, but I never did. Essentially now, as being a spiritual and wellness coach, I want to be that cheerleader for people. I want to be the cheerleader who shows up for my clients as free of judgment and expectation to help and impact people's lives for the better. Honestly, <laughs> without sounding biased, I feel like my work for people can truly help them transform and it's super effective. Um, I definitely think I've had a bunch of clients come in with definitely a lot of different mindsets and I think the outcome is 
as it's as effective as they want it to be essentially and I've some people know what they want some people don't but when it comes to spiritual and wellness coaching when you bring yourself to that first session it always starts with belief like belief in yourself that you were able to transform your potential and when your clients believe that they can thrive and they're able to see and heal themselves and step into new levels of living that they've potentially never seen before so I think it definitely is effective but the belief needs to come with with it if that makes sense because for so long I've had so many ideas in relation to coaching and right now I'm currently studying to become a yoga instructor and I've always seen myself opening up a retreat center somewhere in a tropical country maybe Costa Rica and incorporate spiritual and wellness coaching together with obviously yoga in my retreat I see these coaching sessions going on whether it's in group sessions or one-to-one sessions and then people obviously have the choice with the yoga sessions if they want to maybe move their body and bring energy in and let it flow so that's really exciting for me because I really can't wait for that to happen (laughs) I think it's more important to find a deeper connection with yourself I think we often forget to peel back the layers of ourselves and instead we always judge the outer shell with spiritual and wellness coaching i teach people that there's so much more to us than our physical body there's the self the mindset the physical obviously the emotional and the spiritual so when you find the balance between all these approaches you realize that you are able to achieve so much more than you've been told there's more beyond what you've been taught and there's just more to life and when you unlike ravel these layers of yourselves that's when your true destiny happens and that's when you find the peace and tranquility inside that you've been searching for essentially it's when you become your true self that's all of my answers to your questions and i i hope that it was okay (laughs) okay cool thank you so much by the way Wow, Amber Perry is honestly just so inspiring. And I love the part where she was like, "Um, I just want to be these people's cheerleader. And for me, that just really stuck because it's just so nice to know that there are people out there that do actually care about how people are feeling and just delving into the deeper reasons and how they can help. Um, So that was it from Amber Perry. And I really appreciate her um coming in and speaking to me about it because I wanted to add something just a little bit different to this podcast not sort of a solution but almost like things that you can do and places you can go to that aren't the regular you know counseling things like that this is something different that could end up helping you in the long run massively So for the last couple of minutes of this podcast, I just wanted to talk about my personal experience and also a couple of my friends that have also had to deal with their own mental health and dealing with social media on top of that. Um, So for me personally, it's always been sort of an anxiety towards social media and how I'm perceived from other people's perspectives and how they look at me on social media um, it was always that, do they, do people talk about what I'm posting and basically just things like that. And I sat down with my friends the other day and we were just 
basically going over the topic and um, just looking at different reasons why we've acted certain ways growing up um, towards social media because I haven't always had a mobile phone and growing up I did have a very you know childy childhood um, I was out playing um, I wasn't in on my phone I, I wasn't allowed a phone until I was probably about 12 13 and then it all sort of stemmed from there um but obviously nowadays we were also talking about how younger people have it a lot earlier and some of my friends were allowed a mobile phone earlier than I was my parents were quite strict and they said that theirs probably started off a little bit earlier than mine with their anxiety and sort of um starting to feel depressed um when using social media and they did mention to me that it wasn't it's not always bad at all and the anxiety and depression that they felt um mostly came from inside themselves and how they were feeling and that sort of i think my friend used she was quite paranoid sometimes about how other people would see her and she would always just think that she can't post this she's going to delete this because someone might say something and I think that that's really, really damaging in a way because I think people care too much nowadays about what other people think. And when we were younger, say 11, 12, 13, that was never a problem. In Say in PE, things like that, you would wear whatever you wanted and then as you got older, you would see like the older girls wearing smaller shorts and skorts and things like that and then it just made you feel like that's what you had to wear and in a way I sort of see that with social media as well um we were all chatting about how we would see things at a younger age on social media and we would want to be like that we would want to be wearing the makeup we would want to be wearing certain types of clothes and if we didn't then it would somehow affect us and we wouldn't be good enough and what we posted was almost embarrassing if that makes sense um but yeah my friend obviously now in current times she really really struggles with her anxiety massively and this isn't just on social media obviously this is in you know real life reality everyday life but on social media she constantly would say to me do you think this post is okay um how do I look in this I feel like I don't look good enough and all these types of things, and I just, I just say to her, I'm like, you look amazing, everyone looks amazing in their own way, and I feel like that's how people need to see things, but things are seen through a very narrow scope in modern society, and it's either one or the other, and if you don't fit into those categories, then it's not desired as such, and I think that's a really, really important talking point of how things probably need to change. And it's not just for women either. There are big expectations for men in society and on social media nowadays to look a certain way. And yeah, in that sense, I feel as though it can be really damaging. However, we were also talking about how it can lift you up. As I was speaking to Amber Perry previously, um, just after speaking to her, like I found her on social media on Instagram. And after speaking to her, I felt as though this was some like the yoga part of it is something that I'd be really interested in doing just to chill out of an evening or something like that and in a way social media and technology can be really helpful because it can open your scope to a wide variety of people around the world and being interconnected is very very important.
So that is all from me on mental health, well-being and social media. I hope you found it all really, really interesting and helpful. Um, especially from Amber Perry. And if you wanted to get in touch with her about anything, her Instagram name is Words of Amber. So you can contact her on social media and I think she probably will reply, obviously. Um, so yeah, I hope you found it all really, really helpful and... Uh, The next episode that will be coming up in a couple of days is social media and expectations of lifestyles, which I think is going to be really, really interesting. So, yeah. Bye bye.